Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host. And this is going to be a little bit of a quick show today because I have guests sitting in my living room watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Great show, but they're being very nice so that I can record this show for you um, and me. So this is episode number 120. Uh, Nice uh, round number 120. I'm really happy about that. Things that I like. Tesla. Tesla came out to install solar panels on my house this week, and they were polite, they were professional, they went above and beyond, they were great at communicating, and I was very, very happy with their service. On the flip side, I had to take my car to the Mazda, and I did not have that same experience that this new Mazda dealership that I had to deal with. Um, I won't go into the the whole details, because everybody was polite, but I took my car in for repair, uh, I told them that I needed to be somewhere at 11. They were they assured me I'd, the car would be done way before 11. Uh, and it was, the car was done, but they insisted on washing it, even though I told them they don't need to wash it and vacuum it because the car's not that dirty. Please don't wash my car because you're going to make me late. And uh, long story short, it took them 25 minutes to get me my car because they insisted on washing it. And guess what? I was very late. I was about 15 minutes late for the appointment that I had at 11 that people graciously agreed to meet with me. Um, and I was 15 minutes late, which is not a good look for me. And it was, it was very embarrassing, but they, they were understanding, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was not a great experience. Like everything up to that point was a good experience. I have no idea why these people insisted that they had to wash and vacuum out my car. It, It really wasn't that big of a deal. It was done. I just needed my car anyway. Moving on from that, um, I will say that I used to get my service done for my car at Avondale Mazda in Avondale, Arizona, and they were fantastic. No issues with those folks. So moving on, but professional Tesla, I really, really got a good, uh, had a good experience with those folks. Moving on, um, updates. Um, I want to thank everybody that supports the show on Patreon. Really appreciate that. Had some nice talks, uh, with some Patreon supporters this week. Um, nice talk on Slack about the Rivian R1T and, uh, uses for that. And I'm going to talk about that in a different show, not this one. Uh, but nice chat with James. Um, but I do want to thank everybody who supports the show, whether it's through Patreon or you're sending me your tips, um, 
or just general information to help the show better, really appreciate it. If you want to support the show on Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt and you can support the show at the one, five or three dollar level. If you go support at the five dollar level, you get access to the Slack and you get to hang out with Don, James, and myself. So and when we get ten monthly subscribers at any level, I'm gonna give away a desk supercharger. It's like a little phone charger that looks like a supercharger from Tesla. So we just need to get, I think, four more people, and we were there. So, fingers crossed, right? So let's talk about EVs. So the Jaguar I-Pace um, has was was awarded a five-star safety rating. So that's awesome. Uh, nothing more to say there. Uh, Dale was one of the folks that I spoke to with this week. Uh, he's a Patreon supporter and a fellow podcaster. He was telling me about a new car sharing service. Uh, it's a startup in Sacramento, and it's there now technically, but it's really coming in full first in 2019. Uh, the company's name is Envoy. They're partnering with Electrify America, which is VW's company. Um, they're going to deploy 142, which is an odd number, Volkswagen e-golfs around Sacramento. And most of these places are going to be like in multifamily uh, residences, like apartment complexes. Um, in November, I guess they had 20 vehicles uh, placed around 10 of these different apartment complexes, but they're going to go full first, full force in the first part of 2019. Um, Envoy chose Sacramento because it's a it's a growing city. It's a big city, and I would guess this is just my guess from listening to Dale's podcast. Um, is you Sacramento is a very progressive city when it terms when it comes to evs and renewable energy um, dale's podcast is um, you can find it on uh, anchor and it's climate change climate change making tracks uh, there's a permanent link in the show notes under friends uh friends of the show or something like that it shows his podcast on there it's always in the show notes so you can just link to it um, and if you live in Sacramento, it's a really good information. If you don't, it's still good information, but it really pertains to you if you live in Sacramento. But um, so Sacramento is doing all these crazy cool things. So it makes sense for Envoy to uh, set up there as their first city. Um, the cars can be rented by the minute, hour, or the day. Um, I really like this service. When I go and visit Sierra in Northern California, I don't want to rent a car for the entire time that I'm in Northern California because that seems like a terrible experience. But um, if I had, a, had a, the ability to rent a car for like an hour, uh, go and do the things that we need to do and then just leave the car wherever we leave it, that would be wonderful for me. That is actually, um, that would be much cheaper, first of all. And second of all, it would just be a really nice, experience um if i'm just going by myself i get a small car if i'm going with my family i get a bigger car kind of gives us a little bit more um flexibility as a group plus nowadays when you rent a car it it's typically under one person's name so if it's under my name depending on the car uh, rental place my wife can't drive the car which i think is silly without paying an extra 20 dollars a day or whatever it is um there's a similar uh car sharing service in uh, the Netherlands called Amber. And I heard this on the Daily Tech News Show this morning. So Amber uses um, cars with self-driving capabilities. 
at night and they move the cars to areas where drivers are likely going to need them in the morning the next day um and then you know the amber users get in and they drive the car like it's a normal car but the self-driving capabilities that's all done at night which i think is really smart um and it's it's a it's not something that i think is probably going to come to the united states this company anyway but it is something that is a really cool business model and a really unique way of using self-driving cars. Um, moving on, Aston Martin has developed an electric car kit called the Cassette, which might be the coolest framework for an EV that we've heard so far. We've heard like skateboard, you know, sled, now the Cassette, super, super cool. Um, the MEB platform doesn't sound as awesome Volkswagen, but the Cassette sounds like an awesome platform. So they came up with this conversion kit while working on their upcoming EV, the Rapid E. So here's a press release uh, that they, just a little excerpt of it. Using knowledge acquired by Aston Martin during the final phase of phase development of the Rapid E and the future planning of all new range of Legandos, the Aston Martin Works Heritage EV conversion employs state-of-the-art thinking and technology Production versions of the revolutionary EV cassette will include key components from the Rapid E program. So basically, what you can do is you can take your classic car, take it to Mercedes, take your classic Mercedes, excuse me, uh, and take it to them, and they will convert it to, for, to an electric vehicle. Now, this is one of the things that we talk about in Slack all the time. Um, I and, and James and hopefully Dawn, she seems to put up with it, but I love uh, these classic car conversions. I think they are super, super cool. And it gives like these old cars brand new life. It, it's amazing. I think this is awesome. So I am 100% behind this. I will never be able to afford a Mercedes, much less uh, convert it to an, an electric vehicle. But this is super cool. Um, the first conversion they did is an original 1970 DB Mark II Volante. And I hope I'm saying that right. Um, really cool looking car, very James Bondy. So let's talk about Ford. Ford's new EV SUV may be called the Mach-E, according to trademark filings. Earlier this year, it was rumored that the SUV would be called the Mach-1, which rightfully so probably angered some Mustang fans just because, you know, Ford has a Mach-1. But... Um, just because Ford filed this trademark doesn't mean they're going to use it for the SUV or any other vehicle for that matter. Um, but we'll keep an eye on it. I think Ford making an electric SUV is pretty compelling. Um, I mean, it should be out late 2019, 2020. Um, maybe, I don't know if we'll see anything at CES, but CES is another... A uh, big event where car companies announce mostly like capabilities for cars that they already um, have in the works. But maybe we'll see something new at uh, the Consumer Electronics Show. So let's get back to Mazda. According to British Auto Car Magazine, Mazda is going to show off an EV sometime in 2020. The new EV will be a crossover. According to previous statements made by Mazda, it seems like it's going to be bigger than a Mazda 3, but smaller than like a CX-9, maybe like a CX-5, somewhere in that range. Um, here's the thing, and this has nothing to do with my recent experience with Mazda. I really loved my car, and um, the people were very nice. They just 
weren't listening to that one little part that I actually needed my car to go and, and make this meeting. But uh, the thing is, is they won't, if they are going to announce this car in 2020, they likely won't sell the car until 2021. They might sell a couple, you know, here and there in 2020, but they're really not going to start selling the car until 2021 or 2022. Um, and right now the EV market is becoming, I wouldn't say it's overcrowded, but it's becoming more and more, um, competitive, which is good for all of us who want to buy EVs. And I'm sure the market share, um, that's not going to be so much of an issue because, you know, Mazda is a, a great company. They have a, they make a great car so, and the market share isn't saturated with EV companies at the moment. But Mindshare is definitely going to be difficult uh, for Mazda to get because Chevy is already in the EV market. VW has announced Kia, Hyundai, Ford, just to name a few, not to mention all the EV startups, uh, with the exception of maybe Faraday Future, which is doom and gloom again. But Mazda is going to have a really hard time breaking into that that Mindshare, that that brand, when you think of a Mazda, you're actually thinking of a really cool EV versus right now, if you, if you're wanting an electric vehicle, you know, you got the, you're going to buy a Bolt. Um, before Chevy got rid of it, you could have bought a Volt and you have Tesla and you have, uh, the, the Kia and Hyundai, they have electric cars out now if you live in, in Europe. So kind of, a you know, BMW has their cars. Oh, oh, I saw that BMW i5 again that I was telling you about last week. I won't tell you where you where I saw it, just in case the listener actually listens, or the driver of that car actually listens to the show, because it might have been uh, some place they thought was, would consider embarrassing. So I was in the Waymo, looking around, going to the dealership, and I looked over and I was like, huh, that's that same car in front of a place. Not shaming, I'm just saying um, it was in front of a place. So moving on, Volkswagen, they're going to stop producing their combustion engines in 2026. So this is actually surprising to me. Not that they're going to stop producing internal combustion engines, because that is something that they've already said they're going to do. What surprises me is how long they're going to produce internal combustion engines with all their current marketing and their push to EVs and their, their conversions of, of plants to just build EV cars and the whole fallout from Dieselgate, you would think that 2026 might be, it, it would be sooner than 2026. That seems like a long way out. That's eight years from now. Um, I understand there's, there's business reasons behind this um, because they need to be still continue to be a company and not lose a ton of money. But on the other side, but based on the message I was receiving, as a person that uh, follows Volkswagen, it seemed like they were going to phase out internal combustion engines much sooner. So I was a little surprised at that. This isn't an EV story, but it is a Waymo story since I just talked about Waymo. Uh, Waymo is launching Waymo One in Phoenix. More specifically, it's Chandler, Tempe, Gilbert, Mesa. Might be a small amount of Phoenix, but it's really those those cities. Um, now, eventually, there's not. This is basically. It's not a rebranding. It's a. It's a rebranding of Waymo cars. So Waymo One will be the actual car writing service. It's more public than what um, 
what the current writer program is where you can't really talk about your rides. You can admit that you do it, but you can't talk about anything. Um, Wemo one will be more open. So you should be able to talk about it, take pictures, that kind of thing. Um, there's still going to be a driver in the car and there will likely be a driver in the car for a while. Um, based on my experience, we'll just leave it at that. Although I would, will say I, I enjoyed my ride today. I don't know. So I'll leave that at, um, but yeah, it's not going to be completely driverless for the moment. So let's get into Tesla-esque news. The Boring Company, uh, they're going to unveil its version of the autonomous transport vehicle on December 18th. Uh, not much more to say about that. More details to come on December 18th. Uh, this is kind of the slow time, honestly, for EV news in December. Um, so it'll be kind of a welcome thing for to have something to talk about on the 18th. Um, Elon is very good at, uh, keeping buzz going for his companies. So I don't know if this is going to really be a, uh, if this is just going to be kind of a pie in the sky, Hey, we're, we're announcing this, but we don't have anything to show you at the moment. Or if this is going to be actual, like, Hey, this is what we have. And we have something to show you. It's based off of the model three or whatever, the model S or whatever, since those companies seem to have some synergy. Klaus Zelmer the executive, an executive with Porsche America, had a few things to say about Tesla. Um, the first thing is, if you look at Tesla, excuse me, if you look at what Tesla has done, if you look at their volume and look at their price level, it's truly astonishing. If you can do that with one brand in a sales network that is not comprised of dealers or real sales organization, or a real sales organization, it's even more astonishing. The only reason why I put this in here, because it was nice. It was a really nice thing for him to say. Not everything has to be full of vitriol and spite. Like you can actually admire your competitors and what they're doing. And uh, this this whole nonsense of you you've, just because you like one company, you have to hate the other companies driving me bananas. Next up, let's talk about Shanghai's mayor. Shanghai's mayor says that Tesla will start producing uh, cars at its Gigafactory 3 during the second half of 2019. Uh, if it's up and running, I'm sure it won't be up and running at full capacity at two, in 2019. To the best of my knowledge, the Gigafactory is still dirt. Um, the land, the Gigafactory is still dirt, but it doesn't take very long to build the tilt slab. Those are pretty easily built and thrown up. It's like um, in Arizona, you'll drive past a dirt lot and two weeks later, there's a full-fledged building there. It's, maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but it's it's pretty impressive how fast they put these things up. Um, going forward, they're going to produce batteries and initially the Model 3. So they're not going to need a factory the size of Fremont to get up and running. Gigafactory 3 is a completely uh, blank canvas. I'm sure the Numi plant was amazing when when it was built and when Tesla bought it, they started building, you know, the Model S's there. But um, and I don't think they had the Roadsters there at that time. Maybe they built a few there, but I think this was pre-Roadster. But they started building the Model S's there. But the Numi plant was set up for an entirely different com company, Toyota and GM. It was set up completely different than what Tesla's, how Tesla's building cars now. Not to say that it doesn't work, because obviously it does, 
but Tesla will be able to take the Gigafactory 3 and take what they've learned at the Numi plant and at the Gigafactory 1 plant and build something that um, build the lines that make the most sense for building the Model 3 and the Model Y. So I'm excited about this. Um, let's see. Yeah, they don't have to work around the Model S and the Model X lines. So pretty, pretty exciting. The thing I will say is that Tesla, by and large, not Tesla, excuse me, the, the, the government in China, by and large, if they throw their their um, support behind something, typically the, that something ends up being something very quick. Um, one of the positive things about the Chinese government is they have the ability, because they the, the type of government that they have, they have the ability to kind of fast track these things. So if that is what's going on in Shanghai, um, the better for Tesla. Also, Elon, hold on, I'm going to take a drink of water here. 20 minutes, no, no water. Also, Elon said on Twitter that uh, Tesla would be open to buying one of those shuttered GM plants directly that we talked about last week, kind of contradicting exactly what I said. Um, what I said that they they maybe look at them, but it wouldn't really match what they're trying to do. Uh, apparently, I was wrong because Tesla would be interested or at least interested in looking. So we'll see if that ever happens. But um, just throwing that out there. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tesla reservation holds, holders in Western Europe can now configure their Model 3s as long as they want to pick them, uh, you know, an expensive one, not the not the base model. Um, this is very exciting for European customers. I know there are a ton of right-hand drive customers, specifically I know of one in the UK that can't wait to get his right-hand drive Tesla. So hopefully, fingers crossed, that'll that'll happen sooner rather than later. Uh, I think Elon said we're looking at February or March. I'm, I think that's an optimistic timeline, but hopefully. Uh, let's see. Uh, so we talked about that. Tesla's neural net will be able to recognize emergency emergency vehicles when operating in autopilot more mode, according to Elon's Twitter. Um, I wonder if this uh if his tweet was approved by the appropriate people at tesla after that settlement um, but this comes after a little incident so alexander samick was driving his model s drunk to be more specific he wasn't driving he was sleeping and the model s was in autopilot mode so since mr samick was sleeping um, the police were not able to pull him over because he didn't recognize that there were police behind him so the police did something really clever they pulled a police cruiser in front of the Model S, and I believe they had one behind. And the cruiser in front of the Model S just slowed down just a little bit. It took about seven miles to get the Model S to stop. Um, and they took advantage of that, that um, function in autopilot mode, which I think is really, really smart, really clever. Um, and it's, you know, police officers using their brain. Um, pretty impressive so they eventually did get him to stop the car to stop then they arrested him because he was drunk but my first thought when i saw this is why didn't the car detect that his hands the mr samick's hands weren't on the steering wheel um there are devices out there weighted devices that fool the safety system into thinking that 
the hands are still there. So maybe he was using something like that. But Tesla is going to look into the issue, which makes perfect sense. Um, I am not a fan of drunk drivers. I am very vocal against drunk driving, even if you have autopilot. I have seen so many lives ended through drunk driving, uh, either the driver's life, uh, which affects him or her and their family, but also the people that they hit. It's terrible. It is, um, it's probably one of the saddest parts of my job. So um, I'm happy whenever a drunk driver is is caught um, and and hopefully they learn the lesson going forward. I mean, I don't think that uh, you're necessarily evil if you're a drunk driver, but I do think that's a behavior that needs to be stopped for sure. It doesn't matter if you have autopilot or not. Um, my uncle was actually killed by a drunk driver when I was uh, young, and it, it's, it's terrible. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Tesla is building a supercharger route in Canada. So this route will be coast to coast, the east coast, the west coast, and vice versa. Uh, the supercharger network in Canada is really lacking for superchargers. And if you listen to Talking Tesla, which is a great podcast you should listen to, imagine Mel Herbert's frustration if he lived in Canada because he lives in California where there's tons of superchargers and uh, he complains about it all the time in a good way and in a funny way. So uh, this is awesome, but it's still not enough. Obviously, Canada is a very big place. There's lots of... Uh, space where there's nothing except for nature i've driven through canada and it's beautiful it's a lot like alaska where i grew up but there's a lot of space where it's just like there's nothing out here hopefully we make it to the next gas station fingers crossed um so yeah more superchargers in canada for our canadian friends okay let's talk about the model y and this is the last thing we have to talk about so some leaked, some documents leaked, and it leaked to Business Insider. And if you have listened to this podcast for any length of time, Business Insider kind of has, they have something, I don't know, they kind of have a bone to pick with Tesla, it seems. And I tend to not um, err on the, like, the um, tinfoil hat Business Insider is against Tesla kind of uh, talk that some people do, but they definitely seem to definitely seem, they seem to have a bias towards against Tesla. And I'm sorry, if you can hear, like we have friends staying for the weekend and they're lovely people. We've known them for more than 20 years. Um, they're watching the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I don't know if I said this yet and they are laughing and the TV is very loud because they are in their sixties. And uh, that's that's how they watch TV loud. So if you hear them laughing or you hear the the, the TV sh uh, in the background, I apologize. I turned the mic down so it wasn't so hot. So maybe you won't hear them. But they are very very much enjoying themselves, which they should. They're lovely people. Anyway, so the Model Y. Some documents got leaked to Business Insider. Let's talk about it. So first, the Model Y will be built at Gigafactory One. Um, it'll be unveiled in March two thousand nineteen. The pilot line will start in June 2020, similar to how the Model 3 was announced, and then the year and a half after that, they did the the pilot, um, the little initial run. The Gigafactory uh, 1, so yeah, so we announced Gigafactory 1, by the end of 2020, production will be up, up and running. 
And then soon after that, they're going to get Gigafactory 3 up and running for the Model Y units. They want to have 2,000 units a week by the end of September of 2020. Um, the document said there's going to be a third row seat. This is not a bit of information that I'm buying. I don't, the car cannot be that big to have a third row seat. I have a, a fairly long Mazda CX-9. It has a third row. It's it's useless. I mean, you can put some very short people back there. That's about it. Um, Tesla says the documents are old and don't reflect their current plans, which I would tend to believe. Uh, but here's why I'm excited about this. When the Model 3 was announced, I talked to my wife and I was like, I'd really like to put a deposit down on this. My wife said, well, um, I don't think it's a good idea because the car isn't out yet. And this, at this time, my wife didn't know a whole lot about Tesla. I wasn't doing this show. The car isn't out yet. Um, so we're putting money down on a car that we don't even know if it's going to come out. The, um, it won't be out for two years. And my wife doesn't like sitting in cars. My wife doesn't like cars. She likes cars that are a little higher. It makes her feel safer, which I understand because I like cars that are a little bit higher too. So I didn't put the money down. And uh, probably, I don't know, like oh man like a year ago maybe my wife's like she just comes up and she's randomly she's like hey didn't you put a, some money down on a model three are we getting that i was like no no i didn't put any money down on that i thought we were against that she's like oh i thought you did and then she just kind of walks away and i'm just standing there with my mouth open like a dummy um so this time when they announced the model three model y and pre-orders are opening up i think this will be a vehicle that my wife can get behind i can get behind because what we do is we share the car so when i go to work um because i only work uh, two or three days out of the week i uh, working at the station i take one car a specific car the mazda because she needs a car that's more kid friendly and when she goes to work and I'm home. I keep the, the Chrysler minivan because I need a car that's more kid-friendly. So that's kind of how we work this out. And I really want a Model Y. So, um, and my guess is, here's my guess. By 2020, our Mazda will be eight years old. Technically nine years old. By the time Tesla releases uh, the version of the Model Y that I can afford, it'll be 2022. So that's 10, 11 years old. Mm, math. Uh, that's a, that's my Mazda's 10 or 11 years old. At that point in time, I feel comfortable that I can get a new car because I've kept this car for quite a while. So eventually I'm going to get the Tesla that I want. That's just the model Y, but I need the affordable one. however much that costs, I mean, quotes over affordable because the model three, even at $35,000 is the affordable car, but it's still really expensive. Let's, let's be real. So that's it. That's the whole show. I came in at just under 30 minutes. So if you want to email me, it's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. I love hearing from you. Please send me an email. If uh, you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at 918digital. If you want to support the show uh, through uh, Patreon, you go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt. And all of the money that goes through the Patreon, that just goes right back into the show. It doesn't go into my pocket. It goes right back into the show to make the show better. So um, everybody that supports, I uh, really appreciate it. I mean, I appreciate everybody. Anybody who downloads and listens to this show, first of all, anyone who contributes financially or anybody who contributes information, all of you are wonderful. But if you want to support the show on Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt. And that's it. 
that is the whole show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you next Friday. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.